Good evening, Dr. Tim Tucker. How are you? <laughs> Good evening, Sean. Yes, I heard that voice. It made me smile. <laughs> oh, did it make you smile? Then I yeah. have uh, I've done my job. Um, my job is done. <laughs> I can pack up for the evening. Uh, but how are you? How, how have you been? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm sitting here with my cup of tea. Just picked up the, my boys from their life group. Um, my daughters are in bed and my wife's watching TV and we're all good. Ready to, ready to go. Oh, that's amazing. Um, you're, you're such a good dad. It's so efficient. You know, getting the kids, putting the kids to bed, allowing the wife to put up her feet and watch TV. I can learn so much by you. Is there a book coming uh, about how good we treat our families? <laughs> Look, I think, I, think, I think one day the, the children need to write the book and then that will be the humbling, oh. humbling experience. <laughs> I hear you on that one. But yeah, great to have you back again. I'm always so excited to have you in studio with me. I, I've tried to get a jingle for you okay i haven't but but, but i will i will try and get a jingle for you because okay, i feel okay. that this is voice it uh, with dr tim and sean and um so so yeah my friend so tonight we are touching on this topic you know becoming deep wells or, or, or become deep wells and uh, would you share with the listeners what this term actually means in this context and, and and what does it mean to become a deep well yeah sean i think that you know every week we've been talking about the contrast between being a Christ-centered leader and the kind of worldly leadership or the, the, the kind of the leadership we see in the world today. Yes. And I think this is another one of those really where, you know, when you look at, at leadership or in, particularly around influence in the world, yes. you know, you could maybe describe it in this, in this term that there's a celebration of shallowness. Yes. You know, and, and, and it comes along with, you know, particularly with celebrity culture. Um, you're, you know, people become famous or they have influence or get followers, even if they're, even if there's no substance to their character. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and we see that a lot, you know, I often joke that, you know, a lot of people are just famous for being famous. Now, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's no substance to it. You know, there's, um, whereas actually, you know, when you're, when you, when you celebrate shallowness, you know, without substance, Really, what does someone have to offer another person? Really, in terms of their influence, are they are they able to lead them genuinely yeah. into a better destination? Um, so, as Christ followers, you know, there's a challenge for us not to just emulate the shallowness, the celebrity culture, the the followers, the kind of the, the followership mentality that there is out there. Yeah. But to say let's 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 actually become people of substance, That's good. becoming a deep well, you know, um, not just a shallow well that runs dry as soon as the first problem hits. Yeah, but, yeah. Be, but be a deep well that is drawing, obviously, from, from the resources of Christ, yes. who himself said, you know, streams of living water flow from him. You know, so, so the deep well is tapping deeply into those streams of living water of Christ. Uh, and, and then from the overflow of the well, uh, we, we are able to bless and impact and influence others, others for good. So I think that that's kind of the, the imagery that we have in mind. Oh, love that. I love the thought put into that. And then also uh, in the book, uh, I love the story you shared of the backpacker. Uh, do you care to share a bit, uh, more about that? Uh, yeah, I love that he was a backpacker in Africa. So yeah, you, you yeah, can go away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think in some ways this is also where the metaphor is because I've, you know, 
yeah, actually, I've realised I've spent half my life now in Africa, and and, wow. and, and a lot, you know, so I'm feeling this is a this is a good a good time for me to kind of stake my claim as yeah. as yeah. a as a man of the African soil, particularly on Africa Day. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but I've travelled. I also, you know, over the years, I've been able to travel to many countries, been involved in a lot of missions and yeah. different activities. Uh, and so the imagery of a well, I think, is very familiar in the African context, you know, and uh, and water particularly in, in desert places, uh, which are, which, you know, and rural areas of famine. Mean, obviously, you know, water is, is such a critical yeah, resource. Yeah. So anyway, the story in the book I tell is of, of a backpacker, you know, Western backpacker uh, coming, coming, traveling through Africa um, and, and wanting that real African experience. So, so staying in a village um, and, and really enjoy, embracing the culture, but then during his time at, at the village, realizes that the daily grind, yeah. particularly for the, the women, the young girls, of, of going and collecting water, you know, so that they can prepare his bath, yeah. um, is, uh, is an incredible time-consuming uh, and, and, uh, and, and requires such a, such a great amount of effort. Yeah. And yeah. so he's moved emotionally by this. And, and he, anyway, he finishes off his couple of years of backpacking, heads back to his, his country, uh, and shares his story, shows his photos, um, and, and on his heart is to, to really make a difference yes so a couple of years later he's able to come back to that very village um and, and with some resources and funds he's raised he manages to to dig them a well yeah. and they all celebrate when the pump comes and, the, yeah. and they're able to pump out the first water into a tap and now it feels he feels like it's going to make a massive difference to the village yeah yeah and then as i end the story saying that sounds great you know, but then fast forward two years later, he comes back to see how things are going. Yeah. Um, and and, uh, and as he enters the village, he suddenly again sees the women with their clay pots going to the river. Um, and he wonders what is, what's happening. And as he rounds the corner, he sees that the well has become full of sand oh, and, it, and it's not functional. Uh, and the real, and, and at first, you know, maybe has maybe a response of anger and frustration, but yeah. maybe then maybe the realization dawns that it's one thing providing a well; yeah. it's another thing providing the skills and resources to maintain the well so that it becomes a deep well that provides sustained nourishment for a village. Oh. And, and and I think we see that actually, you know, in the physical, um, there's a lot of well-intentioned projects that go on in 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 a place like in places across Africa, uh, but but often over the years they become neglected or yeah. they, they don't they don't fulfill what what was what the initial intention was yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's like we have thousands metaphorically of these shallow wells yeah, yeah. Um, across Africa uh, but the deep problems still remain yeah. so that's really a metaphor for our leadership as well yeah. you know if we provide shallow responses to the deep problems that people have then we then we're not able to really get to the root of providing sustained change wow. providing sustained transformed lives and and it speaks to our discipleship as believers if we are if we're constantly providing shallow solutions and not going deep into the things of christ then actually people begin to see through what we're offering yeah. them yeah. Uh, uh, they neglect it and, and actually, in some ways, it's, it's almost like it, it's better it never had been in the first place yeah, because people true. get disillusioned. Uh, whereas if you have deep, 
sustained responses uh, drawn from a well of deep experience as leaders, then then we can have uh, we can be involved in effective transformational change, the kind of work that, that partners with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, uh, because we're going deep into Christ in that way. Oh, I love that. And that just fuels my next question, Tim. You know, I loved your take on being commissioned to to go deeper, you know, and how our depth is proportional to our fruit. Let's dissect that a little. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, the, the metrics, I guess, of effective leadership, we're yeah. looking at fruitful lives, Christians, you know, and believers, if we're having a positive influence, we're looking for for fruit. And yeah, I think Christ yeah. is looking for fruit. You That's know, good. we're grafted into him and, you know, and, and so the metaphors here can, can mix a little bit. Um, uh, but, but, yeah. but the, you know, the, you know, we need to draw ultimately for, from Christ. Um, but I think the deeper we go into him in our relationship with him, I think there's a direct correlation between that and the effectiveness um, of our, uh, of the fruit. Like I said, let's mix the metaphor. You know, we talk about this within the message trust. Yes. We say, um, I don't know if we touched on this a couple of weeks ago or not, but we, one of the metaphors we use is of an oak tree. Yeah. Um, and Isaiah 61 verse, I think, three or four talks about, you know, uh, we will raise up oaks of righteousness. 100%. You know, and an oak tree needs to go deep, lay down deep roots to draw that nourishment, to draw uh, the, the, the water. And then, and, then, and then when they do that, you know, we said that an oak tree has the potential for a forest of oak trees yeah. because of the harvest of, of, um, of acorns. You know, contrast that to, we say, we contrast it to a mushroom. Yeah. Um, mushrooms spring up, you know, in the morning after a storm, a mushroom might spring up, but when the heat of the sun comes up, they shrivel up. Uh, and they die, yeah, you yeah. know. And so sometimes we might have that kind of leadership where it seems like there's there's a storm, there's an impact, there's there's things, and these mushrooms grow up, but they shrivel up and die. Uh, it, that surely that's not the fruit we want from our our, our ministry and yeah. our leadership. Yeah. Surely the fruit is yes, we go deep. It takes time. We become established. We weather with the storms, but ultimately uh, we we see those deep roots leading to lasting fruit, which is then can be multiplied. Oh man, I love that so so much, Tim. You know, we're gonna go to a music break, and when we come back, we're gonna die, we're gonna speak a bit more into this topic of becoming deep wells. Uh, I know that you will be cool with coming back uh, in the next five or ten, and then we can just answer sure. the rest of those questions. But thank you so so much for sharing that and for opening that up again. You know, I love that we we speak on this term of oaks of righteousness and something that we mm. use at the message, as you have said, is this thing of being an urban hero. And uh, mm. I would like to hear your thoughts around that term urban hero when we come back and uh, so yeah we can just get stuck into that a bit and and then if you do have any questions for Dr. Tim Tucker on leadership uh, you can send that through to our number on 061 um, and also if you uh, have me on Facebook you can catch me uh, Sean Lee Pretorius on Facebook you can drop any of your your uh, questions over there and I'm sure that Dr. Tim will be so grateful uh, that it's coming through but he'll be so willing to answer them as well. I must say this that we do have a show coming up where we will do a Q&A session and there might just be something beneficial for the one who sends through the best question. Am I right by saying that, Tim? No, that's absolutely right. Oh, yes. that's absolutely by, 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 I'm not saying it's bribery, but um, yeah, we will definitely incentivize 
some good questions. Oh, I love that because as you said in the in the very first uh, uh, session that we had together, you said that leaders ask great questions. So you can send through your yes, questions. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. 100%. So, so Tom, you're actually going to be uh, excited that the next song that is coming up is by one of your favorite and it's actually Lux Kent with Under Pressure. Yes. CCFM 107.5. We are still in studio with Dr. Tim Tucker and uh, we're speaking on the topic of being deep wells uh, this evening. Those voices sound very familiar to you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. No, oh. we did a great job. Oh man, she did such a great job on that. And I thought, you know, I'm going to load um, uh, the playlist with some local tracks because it's Africa Day. So that is to commemorate yeah. Africa Day. So that is just us doing our part. But yeah, great stuff. Thank you so, so much for, for all that you've been sharing so far. Tim, so, so before we had that music break, we actually were chatting, you know, on this on this Oaks of Righteousness and uh, mm. something that, that, that at the Message Trust, this term that is used is Urban Hero, you know, and uh, could you could you share a bit about Urban Hero and then also how this fits in uh, to this deep well? Yeah, so I mean, Urban Hero is a, a phrase that was coined a few years ago to kind of define for us um, what we, you know, what a transformational leader um, looks like. You know, it's, it's often someone who has been on the margins, on the fringes of society, maybe written off by by people, but but not written off uh, by by Christ. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and we and we talk about the the need to identify that potential in, in people who, where where others maybe don't see it and call that potential uh, to to faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but then once someone has made that commitment to Christ, you know, um, an urban hero. Uh, who's going to become a transformation leader? They need a platform, and this is, I think, where kind of the the influence of a deep well leader comes in. Is that yeah. we provide platforms for other people to flourish. That's good. Um, you know, so out of our experiences, out of our relationships, out of our resources, um, you know, as we are going deep in discipleship, uh, that enables us to help uh, develop a platform of service. This is how we serve others. That's good. Um, in order that they can begin to flourish. Um, so, so the the the, the the platform for an urban hero, it starts with their Christian discipleship, their local church is equipping them for life in various uh, ways. Well, it's coming over against every kind of, you know, I often say that the guys who come out of difficult backgrounds, yeah. tough communities, even gangs, uh, they've had every competitive disadvantage uh, in their lives. Yeah. So, so a deep well leader will seek to provide them with a competitive advantage, you know, a, 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 a moving forward. But then first, you know, an urban hero, the, the definition really of an urban hero, someone who's been identified in Christ, uh, a platform to flourish, but then ultimately that they get on mission themselves, that they themselves become deep wells. That's good. Uh, being able to be a resource to their community, a resource in their church, serving within their family, uh, and and really bucking the trend uh, and becoming a story of hope that we celebrate. And that's why we use the term urban heroes, so that we have a kind of a, a tagline that, that helps us say, look, we're celebrating this we're catalyzing these new stories yeah. um, and, and that's that's the role that's the servant-hearted role um, of, a, of a deep well leader 
Oh man, love that. Thank you so, so much, Tim. And, and then this is, the, the next question is actually something that I find myself struggling with. You know, this, this, um, the symmetry between uh, being and doing, you know, uh, it's really mm-hmm. something that I, I, I really struggle with. And the book speaks so beautifully into this. Um, how did you learn the importance of this, you know, <laughs> and how, how yeah. we can get this perfect balance <laughs> between being and doing? Yeah, and I, and I think it's one of those, again, I'm going to have a disclaimer here, Sean, and yeah. say that I wish I'd perfected this, you know, wow. but it's an ongoing challenge, yeah. you know, and, and just to define the terms is that often as leaders, we we, we, we see leaders as doers, yeah. you yeah. know, um, but the danger, obviously, of this whole deep well picture um, is that our wells run dry. Um, and and if we're constantly doing, 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 active, 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 we deplete our resources. Oh, wow. And then, you know, no matter how deep you've dug over the years, um, if, you, if you're not uh, replenishing your supply of spiritual water, yeah. um, then you're going to you're gonna run dry, you know, and I think that's the risk. And, and we, we hear that so often with burnout and challenge and even sinful behavior it often yeah. comes from an, em- an empty well right. so the whole thing about being um is recognizing that who we are in christ is the priority before what we do for christ um the two obviously go hand in hand yeah. but our effectiveness in our doing is again is directly proportional to our our being with christ and i mean very briefly you know i learned this you know 20 25 years ago i was I, 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 you know, as a 17-year-old, I'd, I'd, I'd become a, a Christian as a child, but then yeah. as a 17-year-old, really understood, I think, and made an what I always call my adult, adult, adult commitment yeah. to Christ. And, 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 and the kind of personality I, I am, I, I kind of then went all guns blazing. So although I fully understood that I was saved by grace, yes. you know, I, I wanted to live all out for Jesus. And uh, and by the age of 19, I was in a bit of a crisis because I actually found myself flat on my back and I, I, was, I was ill. Um, and, and for two or three years, was was down with an illness called chronic fatigue syndrome. It was known as ME. Some people call it yuppie flu. Uh, but, I, but I was wiped out. And, and I was lying there in my bed. I was housebound for a period of time. And I think, God, I'm, I'm so frustrated. I want to do so much for me. You yeah. know? And I just felt him say to me, um, I love you just as much <laughs> wow. now. Wow. <laughs> Uh, while you're flat on your back, while you can't do anything, as when you are, you know, leading people, you know, when you're when you're out there doing the things, you know, and and so I think that was really the lesson for me at that point was saying, you know, God, uh, Jesus' love is not conditional upon our activity, yeah, um, and so that is critical for us to maintain that uh, sense of of who we are in Him. Um, and recognizing that our relationship with him is the source of all our doing and our activity and that that is the overflow um, of our relationship with him. Um, I think that it, that is so important. So that's, that's again, the, the, you know, I think such a critical lesson. Yeah. And if we feel that our, our reserves are becoming depleted, then that's actually a gracious warning sign from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That is telling us you're maybe your your doing has become disproportionate, disproportionate to your being. Well, you know maybe it's time just to refresh in yeah. in Christ again. And 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 on that, Tim, how, 
What what are some of the some of the keys you know to to relaxing or refreshing? Um, you know, you know yeah. how do you, how do you personally? What are some of the ways that 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 you switch off? That you just you know take your mind to that place where you're spending more time with God and um, yeah, where, where you're resting. I know there's a term that you used once, waiting and working. So I'm just trying yeah. to yeah yeah. So so if you could share some of that with us. Yeah, um, good. And I think again. Um, there's a, this is different for different people, you know, and I think yeah. we learn as we grow, actually as we come deep wells, we learn the the skills almost necessary or the unique way that we relate with the Lord and yeah. he relates with us That's good. to replenish us. So I think, uh, you know, and there's, some, and there's some, also some great books written uh uh, recently, uh, one John Mark Comer's "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry" is a is a great book, and and so great anything by Dallas Willard. If if the readers want to go a bit deeper in this stuff, yeah. anything by Dallas Willard is amazing. Uh, the classic Richard Foster book, uh, "Celebration of Discipline." So there's there's things out there, but it actually does come down to discipline. Um, you know that word we talked about unsexy words yes, before. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's a word that that is not that you know, you know discipline is. Is, is seen often as a as a negative thing, but actually, you know, in Christ, the disciplines are, are beautiful, as He Himself exhibited for us in That's the discipline good. of yeah. rising early and spending time with Christ. So, so um, yeah, I think I think one of those is discovering what the best part of your day is yeah. and offering that to Jesus. That's you know? good. Uh, I heard someone preach on this recently, and I, I'm a morning person, and my best part of my day is to spend time with. With, with Jesus in the morning That's and cool. to have that as a discipline and to be reading scripture and not just one or two verses, but to getting into scripture cool. uh, and, and reading the word. I think, I think that for me is the best part of my day in the morning. I heard someone preach recently and they said, oh, they've all, they tried their whole life to, to think that the, the morning is the best part of their day. And they realized the morning isn't the best part of the day. They need to discover for them what the best part of their day is. That's good. Um, and, and give that and give that to Jesus. So some people that's at different at different times and obviously in different seasons of life that can be different. But I think, yeah, yeah giving giving the best to Jesus is, oh, is important when we're alert, when we're awake, when we we can engage uh with, with his word. I, I think fine for me, um uh, exercise. Uh, fresh air, being outside. For me, I've always actually found um, I'm more of a walker talker with Jesus than a sitting and quietly listening to Jesus. I I can do the sitting, but my mind tends to sometimes get distracted. I'm sure I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm the only one in the world like that. You know, you sit down, you want to have a nice conversation with Jesus and your to do list pops into your head. And mostly the things you haven't yet done pop into your head, you know. So, So for me, I'm a bit of a walker and a talker. And I try and take times during my day where I will I will get out and even get out of the office, even if it's just for five, 10 minutes and yeah. have a little walk and a bit of a refresh with Jesus. Uh, and that's massive for me. It fills my tank. It prepares me for the, for the rest of the, for the rest of the day. It fills my tank. Okay. It fills my well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and creation does that for me as well outdoors. And, and so, and so for others, you know, it's huge times of silence. So yeah. for others, it's, it's wor- I mean, worship is a great one as well. Listening to worship or partaking in worship yeah. um, in some capacity. Um, and, and knowing that there's also times to, for fellowship. Fellowship is critical, yeah. being with other believers, talking about Jesus, sharing together. Uh, but also times of solitude are, you know, are important yeah. um, as well. So, wow, there's a, there's a whole bag full for oh, you. I love but that. I think for, 
you know, it, it's, it's not that you, your listeners must go out tomorrow and start doing all those things oh, yeah, in yeah. one day. Yeah. Uh, it's finding a rhythm that includes all of those things. Oh, man. Um, and, and, and I guess, you know, finally, I would say family has to be part of it. That's good. You can't divorce your spiritual walk with Jesus from your family time. In fact, family times can be the most spiritual of times, even if we're sat around playing a game together or doing something that doesn't feel devotional. People use these terms family altar. Yeah. I'm not always sure that those things are helpful yeah. because actually whenever we're present together as family, the Spirit of God should be with us. I love that. And whether we are eating a meal together, whether we are having a playing a game together or having prayer together in, in times of devotion or going to church together as a family, all of that is actually spiritual nourishment for our souls. Um, and, and so we should celebrate with Jesus, the times we can go to the beach with our family as much oh, yeah. of the times as maybe we're reading, reading the word together. Oh, that's so much uh, content and so great. I love, <laughs> yeah, I love sorry, that so much. Sorry, no, no, no. There was a book, a book load of content. No, no, I, 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 I love that so much though, because I, I think that one of the things that stood out like a sore thumb was giving Jesus your best. And, yeah. and, and I think that all those fall under the category of your best. Your family yeah. is your yeah. best. You know, mm. nature, just your time, worshiping him. Those are all your best. Mm. And I thought that was, that was great nuggets you gave there, Tim. Um, mm. I don't want to keep you any longer, but I would like just in 10, 15 words, how do we multiply deep while leadership? So I'm going to give your listeners homework. Okay, I, I think, love that. Um, I think read Ezekiel 47. Okay. Because um, we haven't gone to any specific scriptures this evening, so let's finish with Ezekiel 47, which is the, the picture of the river flowing from the altar of God, from the presence, the temple of God. And, and as, it, as it flows out, it gets deeper and deeper until it gets to the uh, Dead Sea, and then Love it that. turns the, the, the salty sea fruitful. And it's an incredible image. Love that. Um, and I think the Spirit of God can speak to your listeners yeah. uh, and all of us about this, because it starts in that place of presence, in the temple. Uh, and, and, and as we continue to allow... Um, the spirit of God to flow in our lives to bring us to that place of depth actually he is the one that brings then the multiplication oh, wow. um, of, of deep well leaders so, so I think everyone if anyone to take home one thing it's not about the recipe of how we mentor how yeah. we invest in leaders is actually again coming back to our first love with Jesus and in that instance that is the priority in terms of you, you mentioned this phrase last time we spoke about leading ourselves and serving others we've Love been that. hearing that from our guest speaker yeah. the message over the past few weeks and uh, but that is the ultimate point of leading ourselves is leading ourselves into the presence of Jesus um, into him and and him being the source. It's, it's again the the corresponding passage I would say in the New Testament is John chapter fifteen and abiding in Him and everything is proportional to that. And if we focus on that rather than first as a priority, rather than maybe the techniques of leadership and the um, and, and the recipes we try and put in place for multiplying leaders, uh, then maybe the others. If we focus on Jesus first. I, I'm convinced as those illustrations in Ezekiel 47 and, uh, uh, and John 15 show, the fruit will take care of itself. Oh, I love it. <laughs> to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. love that so yeah. much. Thank you so much, Tom. So, so excited to have you back here next week. And um, Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Do you want to say bye to anybody 
uh, or, or hello to anybody in particular. <laughs> oh, no, great. Just to everyone. I, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity, Sean. Oh, and it's, uh, these, the time flies by. And yeah. it's, it's, it's such a great, great conversation. I think so relevant uh, for these, these times. So anyone, may, maybe just, you know, anyone who's been feeling discouraged, anyone that's feeling that, you know, they, they've lost the passion yeah. uh, for ministry, that their well has run dry, you know, you know this evening is, is dedicated to you, you know, oh, just to find that, recover that first love with Jesus, and he will replenish. Uh, he, he promises that. So, so yeah, that's, that's who, we can, uh, who, who we can commit this conversation to. Oh, thanks so much, Tim. You are an absolute legend. And we will be hearing from Tim a lot more, uh, I'm sure, on future shows. But next week, uh, we, we have the final session on Grabital with him. And then we'll be having a Q&A session. So guys, remember to please be sending your questions through. Well, we're going to go to a music break right now. And I do hope that you enjoyed every single part of what you heard this evening as much as I have. CCFM. 107.5